Hello and welcome to the Nail Holes Bar Witchcraft Podcast. And Chris, have you ever had labour pains whilst giving birth? Not in this lifetime. No? Because Many I think a there's a couple before. of people... There's a couple of people out there that are having labour pains with their uh, metaphysically magical things, let's just say things, okay. that they're trying to birth, right? Because I think a lot of people thinking labour pains is in maybe a childbirth, but actually oh. today I'd like to talk about birth of a different kind, which is the magical birth, the birthing of toddlers egregores, well, it's funny you should mention Jesus, um, tolpers, <laughs> egregores, <laughs> and um, homoculi, and thought forms, and the like, because there are people that are struggling, really, really struggling with this, and I think I understand why they're struggling, and I think that they are uh, subscribing too much to the lower forms of magic, such as the thought forms, and applying that understanding to when they're trying to do big, more complicated things, right? Because it's a little different, a birth in a one thing compared to a something else. So I was wondering, egregores, tulpas, anything like that, anything you would like to say about the process of creating them or the practice in general or anything before I do a little rant? Okay, all I'll say is make sure you've always got a coat hanger ha handy just in case you don't like what you've created. Well, no? I mean, you're not supposed to abort the children after they've been created, Chris, because this is the okay. difference, right? Because this is what I'm seeing it with the children, bruh. Am I supposed to use a basket? You're supposed to, like, you know, abort them beyond a certain point. So when it gets past a certain point, you're proper committed, right? And then after the yeah. birthing process, that now becomes murder. So the coat hanger don't work. You oh, could yeah. end it with a coat hanger, but there are other ways of doing it, right? But okay. you're talking when you make the coat hanger joke, I'm presuming, in, presuming about aborting the project mm. halfway through doing the project well, so doing a crowdy where you start it and then you fuck <laughs> off to another country fuck off to france or something no, you know i just i just wanted to bring i uh, kind of highlight the point that often people feel like once the spell is done that there is no growth period so kind of they would think of it to use a, a pregnancy analogy they would think the spell time those 10 minutes mm -hmm. they spend meditating or whatever the fuck they do um is actually the nine of of you know the nine months of uh gestation where actually yeah a lot of these things the gestation point starts after the first spell working is done then there's a gestation so, period so, until it grows up kind of more like an so elephant some... you know how like you you hold it for two years and then you cough up pretty much a complete elephant Right, so some of these witches that are currently attempting the magical work known as egregore creation are trying to squeeze a fully formed walking, talking man out of their hooch. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it don't work like that. 
Because no. there's a certain amount of effort that needs to be put into growing it in the incubator and then the birthing yeah. process. And then there's growing after that evolution and such after the birthing yeah. process, right? So technically, after that first spell, they can still coat hanger it for at least how long before it's actually, you know, a formation. And then after that, it's still got evolution points where you can still put it down if you need to. Hmm. So, yeah, so basically the one thing that I'd like to say is that tulpas, egregores, thought forms are not interchangeable language. Oh, terminology. They're, they're, yeah, they're lumped together because they're similar, but they're not actually the same thing. So if you go about trying to create an egregore, that is different than how you would go about creating a tulpa and going about creating a thought form because the whole thought form thing that you hear a little bit about in occultism is pretty much mostly accidental you know it's yeah. that kind of thing as like oh i kind of threw a little bit too much energy at that and i kind of unconsciously made that thing and it took on a life of his own type thing but that isn't like sophisticated it's not for sophisticated um, and the yeah. tulpas is again is just oh there's a, the right conditions have been met for a little spark of life that takes the form of whatever structure it can basically hold. So a lot of these um, even cartoons and stuff like that. I mean, how many people end up meeting fucking superheroes and shit on the astral realm because there are so many people that actually worship them and feed into that that they bump into these things, you know, um, or, uh, you know, the uh, creepy Mr. Beanie, weird shadow man that haunts the woods type thing. How many of that actually is, if enough people believe in that, then it kind of takes on a life force. That's tulpas. Tulpas are quite weak and take a long, 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 long time to grow. And evolve and that is like watching the evolutionary process of some soup and expecting it automatically to be some higher level life form when actually it needs to go through a whole evolutionary process the difference with egregores is that you are to a certain extent skipping that so what you're saying is I don't really want to look at this soup and wait a couple of hundred millions of years or however long and see if a human evolves or what evolves. I want to make a human. I'm not just waiting for something to happen. Oh, look, a human came along. It's, no, I really want this specific thing. And it needs to be this smart, this powerful, this, you know, have these abilities exist in these various different realms and such. And that's created from the planning process. Now, egregore creation should be complicated for the reason that complication equals planning. <laughs> so the reason why agricultural creation is complicated is because you're planning all the minute details of it. You're planning what it is, you're planning how it works, you're planning its anatomy, all of that. That's why agricultural creation is complex because you need to understand what you're doing to make one that can actually survive and work. Thought forms are an accidental thing which is why they tend not to be particularly powerful or last very long. Now, some people get confused with power 
and think that because a poltergeist or something like that can fling a bunch of shit around the room that is somehow powerful. Well, then, no, that's not true. You can accidentally create thought forms that a lot of mundanes would cry thinking is some kind of higher demon or some shit like that because it makes a candle flutter or it picked up a rock or a chair and threw it at you. That's not the case. We're not talking about power from that perspective. All of that sort of stuff can be done by accident. And poltergeist is probably not the best example to use because a lot of poltergeist activity ends up coming from uh witches with unhealthy uh, psychic energy unhealthy levels of psychic energy that aren't being harnessed properly and unhealthy um what is it unhealthy um and unsanitary magical conditions yes they don't awash themselves magically (laughs) so it all builds up the scum and then the scum kind of takes up on or appears to take on a life force of its own. But anyway, we specifically need to talk about, I think, egregore creation on this specific episode. Because what I don't want people doing is I don't want people going away and thinking, I'm going to write a petition. I'm going to design it and say, I want it to do this, 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 and this. I throw a bunch of energy at it. And there we go. Because that would be a thought form. Okay. Oh, These like people on, that... um, make me a date. That, uh, yeah, that, that sort of thing would would be more of a thought form. That sort of thing would be more, I don't like all of these rules and laws. I want to do magic my way, not fucking knowing what you're doing and just throwing a bunch of energy at a concept because that's how tulpas and, and thought forms are made. But that's not how egregores are made because egregores are more sophisticated and they are they run on the system, okay? So, right, just to hammer this home, I feel like we go over them again and be specific. So, I will always liken uh, tulpas to fucking Santa Claus. I think that's a really Mm. good example. They're often accidentally made. Um, Real tulpas that last normally have to be community created and and often require parts of many many people believing in something that is available so that is small amounts of energy from lots of people mostly belief based or almost always accidental Mm. so whereas the difference would be for another communal based one we i would often talk about fetches Mm. and fetches i often only associate with covens often um obviously they you can make individual fetches but i find often the most common version of a fetch is a coven that creates some uh, an entity that has a specific job but Mm. not complicated a very simple you know a guard dog or you know like i said fetch um it's in the name it's sent off to go and pull something in that you need it completes one task at a time is kind of how i i often categorize a fetch um the tricky ones i find difficult to kind of explain which you're better at uh, but uh, um i'll ask you to do homoculi in a moment but the other one i think oh, we often God. forget which i think is where people get confused which is the other reason mm. why i'm bringing this up is you mentioned low magics earlier and often people will go the kind of golem approach and mm. think that that is egregore creation. Um, mm. 
where actually when you've got something like a golem that has a foundation in the physical mm. um, and you cook them almost, it, it's part of the whole uh, casting um, and then breathing life and then kind of cooking it in some way. So whether or not that is, uh, you know, um, a kiln for clay um, or baked goods. Um, when they make these kind of flour and dough kind of ones. That all to me is is golem creation. When you've got something that has a, such a physical body that mm. is often, that I don't consider to be an egregore, whether or not you'd, you'd disagree. But to me, I, I, I like to categorically say the difference. Um, mm. Golem is a very specific kind of creation that has a real seat in the physical and therefore, mm. its physicality is its off switch. Um, so, you know, it's automatically built in because of the process that's taken to actually make it. Um, and then I think you cover homoculi before you go on another rant about um, um, egregores. I wasn't going to talk about homoculi because I don't want them getting any bad ideas because it's dangerous enough as it is. And I know one or two people are technically... Attempting to master some of the techniques that would be required to, you would be required to have to actually make a successful homoculi. But the, yeah, the, um, you're talking about something coming from a very specific culture as well, aren't you, with regards yeah. to that? So, in terms of obviously the, the kind of Jewish story time, um, that kind of thing. The thing is, you could take various different approaches to creating that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, or to the untrained eye at least, you may think, oh, that fetch, that fetch, Liam and Chris, they said that that, that fetch is not an egregore. Therefore, I'm coming across something that, that acts like a fetch or seems to be a fetch. Therefore, you know, Liam and Chris are either wrong or or this isn't a fetch. What you need to remember is that it is not about the finished product so much and what you label the finished product as and what you what the finished product looks like. What it is is the process of creation, right? So what we're talking about is we're talking about there's a difference between pottery and ironmongery is a yeah. very clear difference i could make a, i could get a blacksmith to make a cauldron right and i can get a potter to make a bowl right those two things might look similar but they are completely different processes and they're made out of different things also one stronger than the other and can do certain things that the other one can't right this is what we're talking about there. So maybe you've got a potter to make a clay cauldron and a blacksmith to make an iron cauldron. Both of them look similar and both of them technically you could even argue are cauldrons, but the process is different. And you need to understand this because the processes for making these different things sound similar, but they're actually very, very, very different. So the process for making a fault form is either purposefully but with not a huge amount of effort and no input from 
things external to the magician or the small group. So we're talking about these sorts of things being accidental or we're talking about I'm using my energy to sustain this creature, my own energy, right? Tulpas very often are energy being pushed into something and it normally is a basic frame and mould that, like Chris said, a community tends to shape. So if it's a ghost haunting of some kind of weirdo forest or something like that and local legend of an axe murder or something, then that's the sort of thing that if you get 100 people believing in it, right, it might not necessarily be enough for there to be a manifestation of a physical axe man that lives in the woods that's not a human, right? But there is a certain amount of that framework that can exist, even if it just exists in the minds of the people that share the story. If enough actual energy gets pushed into that, then yes, people will start having experiences with an X-Man in the forest. Maybe some corporeal thing, maybe some non-corporeal thing. But it's about energy and having that force. So if you think about the basic thought form as the person needs to maintain that energy and that that framework with the um crowdfunding as it were with the um tulpa then that is a joint effort generally speaking is a joint effort from people who are unaware of what they're actually doing now you do get a, some people as i can remember from certain past lives where people understand this and what they do is they try and manipulate this. They might find something, some sort of tulpa, and then they'll act as a priest or a priestess and build a little cult up around it. So that what they can do is they can manipulate this framework, okay? Now, I know that's super complicated. We haven't talked about how that actually happens yet. But it is super important to get the gist that these are different things, right? You can't just say, oh, I want to make this spirit that can go and do that thing and I've decided that I'm going to light a candle and I'm going to write it down and I'm going to draw a picture of it and then I'm going to make it out of a little bit of clay and then that's going to be an egregore because that's not a fucking egregore that would be a thought form okay if you made a basic framework perhaps didn't necessarily breathe the life into it but pushed that framework out into the greater world and people started to adopt it, that would probably turn into a tulpa. There's a well-known tulpa called Saren that certain people are aware of. That isn't no birthing process. None of the work, none of the, the breath has been breathed into that necessarily. All that was given was a framework to attract energy towards that framework. And when enough energy permeates and binds to that framework, then there will be a life that springs out of it, given the right conditions. And that will evolve, okay, past the framework is very often what happens. With egregore creation, you're talking about designing the perfect machine. You're talking about actually designing a robot, okay? So with that, you are designing. And the real difference between egregore creation and thought forms and that is that egregore creations are true standalone life forms, true standalone spirits. 
that are not necessarily linked to you. And they, you have a soul as everyone else has a soul and that soul has many different component parts and aspects that exist on many different planes. In order to create an egregore, that egregore will have a soul and that soul will have aspects and energetic bodies that exist in all these places. If you want to make an egregore, you need to understand how to make a soul because that's exactly what you're fucking doing when you're making an egregore. Okay, if you're making a thought form or something, all you really need to know how to do is how to blow up a fucking hot air balloon and then keep the heat applied and then you'll have that thought form. So birthing an egregore is a much more complicated process and the way most, I was going to say simpletons, but that's rude, the way most beginner witches go about doing it if they want to do it is to get the assistance of what would be referred to as gods and deities and that the underpinning energetic bodies that exist, the currents of existence, because your egregore is going to need to exist in all of these places. Therefore, it's going to need, if you're a, a witch or a person with not a huge amount of ability, beginner witch, you know, beginner magician, something like that, you're going to need the assistance of those things that are capable of working in those realms that you can't work. That's why the birthing process of an egregore starts from the top down, okay? And the last part is the astral world or the, the physical body, if you want it to exist in the physical world. It goes from the top down, much like the birthing process of any fucking piece of life exists from the top down as a falling, the fall, yeah? So with that, you need to think, well, okay, I have a physical body, I have an astral body, and then I have another type of body, and then I have another type of body, and then I have another type of body, and then there's all of these different energies that creates a framework that that is you, that is an aspect of you. Remember, we talked about the tree and the branches and the leaves and all that sort of thing. You are creating all of that if you're creating Negricor. It is fucking big work, right? Which I think I think people don't fully understand that. So please do not um please do not think that somehow creating thought forms and tulpas is somehow not worthwhile because you use tools for specific uses, don't you, Chris? So we're not shitting on people that use make fork forums and tulpas and that sort of thing. But people that are attempting to make an egregore, please realise that you need to be working on a much bigger level than just blowing fucking hot air into a balloon that's shaped like the Rushball Man from um, uh, Ghostbusters. Because that's what you're doing when it comes to, like, tulpas and thought forms it is just you've created a shape you need energy to inhabit that shape and then it will move about and eventually it'll die out not too dissimilar from dissolving of humans and such when the heat's no longer applied but yeah I, d I don't know where you want to go with this because it's such a vast subject and there are so many people that i know that want to go through the process and understand the process but in terms of how sophisticated an egregore you can make, it's going to very much depend on what your ability is, you know? Because you're going to be able to make, get so far 
and make something, but whether it's going to be something that really does last or is capable of moving outside of this universe um, or this branch, shall I say, is fucking complicated. But I don't know if you've got any stories or anything that you can tell that might illustrate the point or any anything well, to, to add I, to I this. I want to make the useful conversation that we had with the Anyanka about um, about her way of explaining what what she one of the versions she was trying to do, um, where she actually likened it to the fact. Well, I know how to give birth because I've done it as a mother. Um, and obviously this only works for the ladies listening, but, you know, Bush, actually having, yeah. having an understanding of what is involved in order to cook a baby. Um, well, she's only done half the process. Well, I say half the process. She's only done potentially a seventh of the process because she's done the biological part. She didn't create the soul in the first place. That's no, like buying make... a computer and saying, I put together a computer. Did you make the operating system? Well, no, I didn't make the operating system. I bought that from Microsoft. That's basically what that is. There's the difference between Oracle creation and fault forms. Yeah, but Sorry, my point is that it's built well, you you do. So the the um <laughs> the point of what she's trying to point out is actually the physicality part of it. She's used mm. to actually doing um yeah. on a physical realm. And has an understanding of how the um, other parts, mm. the metaphysical parts, slot in, um, but actually not really understanding that actually a big part of the factory that is a woman is mm. built and designed in order to produce souls. So mm. you know, the actually having an understanding of kind of go, okay, well, my body is actually designed. Yeah create souls so what i'm needing to do is tap into that um, mm. natural part of being a woman um and being able to kind of go okay well i know i need to birth it i know it needs the right uh situation it needs um you know the timing to be right it needs it needs the the dna part so obviously the actual um intelligence that is actually being created and then obviously i need to breathe life into it and then keep it alive so even understanding that much of it based on what a human child is is required for a human child gives you enough of an idea of okay you know if i suddenly stop feeding it or it, it loses access to a food source it's going to die um mm. you know if i leave it somewhere it's not supposed to be it's likely to die. Like, do you know what mm. I mean? There, there are lots of parallels that you can draw from the kind of thought process of of child and childbirth. Um, but what's interesting about the way that that's processing is that's reliant on the innate knowledge yeah. of the factory that is you. Um, mm. You know, and the fact that actually in that situation you're only one of the factories. There are two factories required in order to make make a human child and only and both of them have half of the instructions. So, you know, the ability to hold life and it to transition through you, yes, is part of the woman's natural role, but actually understanding the difference 
and what what is required in order to make that perfect recipe um mm. in that moment is actually closer to golem creation or thought form mm. creation rather than egregore creation because like you say it's like creating liam it's it's a robot mm. situation where you need to have one considered all the engineering that's required but also um being able to program its limitations mm. yeah so from the bottom down is the fall is the way that humans are here is from the going from the top and working down okay now humans don't understand very often that unless they're particularly adept or experienced magicians occultists or witches that is really what egregore creation is is working from a top-down model thought forms and that are working from the bottom up now it does not mean that one technically could not create something that was as powerful as an egregore eventually but when you work from the bottom up that is growing like growing a tree it's growing up from the ground so all of those component parts that are necessary to integrate it into let's say existence on all of the planes you are starting with one plane and the plane you're starting with is the physical world you're creating a physical model physical body for it and then what you're doing is you're growing and maturing it into other places okay into other planes and it is evolving but it's evolving going upwards egregore creation doesn't work like that egregore creation is I've done that bit, I've done that bit. As I'm going down, I'm completing a checklist and all of a sudden I hit that compiler, that run program, and all of a sudden the program's online, okay? Where it doesn't quite work like that with the fault form thing. The fault form is basically, I've put a brick there, I'm this much closer to making a house, you know, but I've got enough bricks here that actually there's a wall now, okay? I've built a wall, okay and now it's a really high wall and now it's got a roof on and now it's a bit drafty but now i'm putting the windows in and all that so you have you start with something and you grow it and eventually it comes to the part where if you grow it it will evolve okay now what you're talking about with egregore creation is you're talking about when going through the birthing process when it's fixed when it gets down here when you've completed it and switch it on which is the breathing life part essentially that is at maturity it comes on automatically at maturity with all the limitations in place that you have programmed into it with the evolving thought form that's not the case it has to grow like a toddler a baby you know, and has to get smarter, bloody, bloody, blah. You may program limitations into it, but by the very nature of it growing, is growing into aspects where technically some of those limitations you've put in may not really exist. So there is some instances where potentially, even though you put a limitation in it, if it does evolve, because it needs to evolve to grow and to integrate, that it can all of a sudden overwrite that programming you know um and it is a complicated process but i think we're out of time anyway for the regular edition of the pro, uh, podcast um but on the patreon 
what is it that we want to talk about and go into now? Just need to check so, on my kaiki, keep the incense, the lady poison, Scott. Sorry, Lady Poison's giving me some um, kaifi incense she's made, so I'm trying it out. She's got some left over, so I, I've been trying to persuade her to sell a couple of the little nuggets, they look like little fossilised poo nuggets, but it smells nice. And as you know, kaifi is quite complicated and is quite the um, uh, project that shows a, a witch's signature, I suppose. Isn't that how you normally describe it? Yeah, I kind of consider it kind of that masterpiece, that kind of mm. um, defining feature that says, I know how to create incense now. Uh, you know, mm. it's that kind of perfect test of um, of your blending ability and your, your curing ability and all those other processes that aren't involved in all incenses, but they are in, in Kifi, so... Mm. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm I'm I am intrigued whether or not she'll send me any. We'll see. Um, but no, Egregore creation. So well, kind of how how best do you want to deal with it? So what what do you think would would give them exactly what they need to fix the problems that they're clearly making at the moment? Because I know a big part of it is why we've spent the first half talking about terminology. Is because it is that language and that understanding of what the mechanism looks like um, of these different, you know, and it's more than just, oh, well, that's, they're all the same thing. They're all thought forms. It just depends on who you are and what you call them. It's not that kind of bollocks. So, you know, I feel like first half we've kind of cleared up, I hope, um, giving it a little bit more meat than we have in other other parts of the content we've got online. Um but actually, what do those look like? So do we need to give examples or of methodology or is that oversharing? I think that what people are expecting, people are expecting two things, I think, from us and from the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. The first thing that they're expecting is that they are expecting us to shit on other people's practices because it's what we've got a reputation for doing. So pointing out who is doing it wrong or not so much doing it wrong, but teaching a process or teaching it in a form that perhaps, you know, doesn't really work very well um, or doesn't get the point across. The second is that they hope for these little snippets of gnosis and magic that they can copy and paste into their own their own knowledge and their own ways of doing it. So what they're hoping, even though they should know better by now, is they're hoping for us to give them some sort of a ritual or spell that they can then copy, tweak a little bit, and then create some kind of an egregore, right? And that is what you are getting. So that leads into the first thing that people think about shitting on other people's practice. They think that we shit on other people's practice. And that's what I'm about to do now. And more than likely Chris is about to agree with me, um, is that when you get someone else talk about egregore creation, they'll talk a little bit about, yes, you're creating a life form. Here's how you do it. Do this ritual. And what you do is you take that ritual, it explains a little bit, but you're supposed to then copy it. And the problem with doing that 
is when you copy and paste a ritual or a spell, you don't fucking understand how it works. You can't do it. So it becomes ritual drama. I was talking a little bit uh, to Lady Poison in the cafe today about ritual drama. I think it might have been last night, actually. I don't know. It's been... I didn't get much sleep last night. Yesterday, I think, is also today. Um, and it's about, oh, I see this person. They're lighting a candle. They're sprinkling that herb. They're sprinkling that herb. If I do the same thing, it the magic will work, right? Because the magic's all in the ingredients. That's not the case. Same with ritual practice. If I say all this mumbo-jumbo words that are supposed to be magical in the right order... And then I write down what I want to happen. Somehow it's going to happen. And that's not the case. We could give a ritual framework outline for how you would go about creating an egregore. But you would not be able to follow that ritual unless you can do that. So if I, if I take a different example, right? If I created a fitness workout program for someone... Yeah, and I said, right, what you're going to do is you're going to spend 20 minutes on the cross trainer at level 10. And then what you're going to do is you're going to go and do 46 kilo single-handed dumbbell snatches. And I say, you're going to go away and do that. I've given you the formula for it. Go away and do it. What they're going to say is they're going to say, I killed over and died or passed out halfway through that 20-minute session on level 10 because I'm not physically up for it. I've given them the program, I've told them what to do, but they don't have the skills necessary to actually do that. And there's a lot of that within ceremonial magic and that sort of ritual practice that you are given the outline. And this is why so many ceremonial magicians and stuff will go crazy with this is because they're given the outline, but they can't make the ritual work. And the reason they can't give make the rich work is because someone's given them the outline of the whole thing and hasn't broken each bit down and taught them how to master each aspect. Like with the program, you need to work up to level 10 on the cross trainer. You also need to work up to running for 20 minutes. So you can't do that yet. So with the whole egregore creation and stuff, I'd say that if you're at a certain level where you can map the human soul, interfere with it, then you're now at that level that you can probably make your own soul, okay? And breathe life into that. If you can't do that thing, first off, you need to master that. So I would say egregore creation, despite people wanting to get us to teach them, I'd say it's beyond the ability of people that haven't first mastered the mapping section of things that already fucking exist. Because let's be fair, if you go and do a, um, a course or a degree or a qualification in engineering, you need to understand how circuits work. So you understand the component parts of the circuits, you understand schematic diagrams, you take a couple of bits and fucking pieces apart, and then after you've done that, you start building shit. And what they're saying is, no, I want you to teach me how to build a robot, but I don't want to understand what any of the parts been. And I don't want to, what I want is I want the real robots issue one through 10, where a little bit comes in the post and I just solder it together, not fucking knowing how any of it works, apart from on a superficial basis, like you'd read in a paragraph in a fucking occult book. Okay, so I'm going off on a rant now. So instead, I'd like to take them through what, um, 
certain people are doing, like the one that you talked about um, with Van Yanka, and explain the process of working from the ground up. So thought form creation with the thought process and idea that you want to help it evolve, because I think that that's a safer option, and I think less can go wrong with that. And when it does go wrong, it's normally something amusing, as opposed to, okay, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, I've sewn all of the body parts together, but, or I should say Frankenstein's monster, because Frankenstein was the doctor, wasn't he? I've sewn all the yeah. body parts together, but I can't get it to come alive. And that's what you get with egregore creation. You think you've got all of the things in the right order and you've done it all, but you can't breathe the life into it part. It doesn't work, doesn't animate. Whereas doing the other bit and working upwards, you've already got something that you're growing. There is no final... Uh, like the equivalent between coursework versus a final written exam. You learn all the shit for a year, you do the final written exam. If you failed the exam, you failed the whole fucking course. Whereas the little bits of working up to it is more what I think of from working from the ground up, which was more of a thought form thing. So anyway, I'm going to ramble and shout otherwise. So we'd better, because this is something that is just, it comes up so often that I, 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 there's too many examples to, to mention of people getting the wrong end of the stick and trying to run before they can even crawl. Because if you can play Guitar Hero, that doesn't mean you can play guitar. Mm -hmm. So where are we starting, Chris? <laughs> well, where do you want me to start? Because at the end of the day, it's it will set on its own so uh, often we get those kind of questions that say you know um what kind of witch are you that kind of bollocks mm. um and there is something about egregore creation that's not quite like any other kind of witchcraft so yeah. you know there is a there is a skill and a knack to it that you almost need to have a certain i can't think of the word i want um you need to have something about you to really mm. do it well um mm. it's a yeah. it's a perfect set of skills um and like you said one of those is actually um being able to understand how the soul works and how different souls work um and not that they're all built the same which i find is is did another you, did you did you give a secret occult did you give an occult secret are you saying not all souls are the same chris oh uh, chris well, depends where and who made them um <laughs> you know you want dodgy souls you ask that yahweh fella um i imagine he, him as like the um one of those uh Chinese factories that make fake Versace handbags. <laughs> so it looks and talks and looks like the real thing, but not always is. Um, so yeah, so there is that kind of understanding that, that your version is going to be one of those versions. And... Mm you are getting essentially an artificial soul 
so and they're not going to be quite like the real thing so you need to have an understanding of how to create the thing um and what you're doing is do a shortcut version because because from my point of view um you know growing souls as we do um on earth is unlike unlike a lot of the processes made elsewhere so mm. you know and often most of the <laughs> most of the bodies here are seeded um who is going to kick off all sorts of bollocks the bo the the physical um holding cell um for these for these souls isn't um isn't necessarily you know like a top down um where do you want me to actually go what kind of example do you actually want because if the i'm not careful thing. i'll just talk about building the first thing i think is you need to decide what you want to do. Why are you making this? What is the reason for making it? If you're wanting to make something and you don't know what it's going to become, but you have a rough idea of the form you want it to take, I'd make a tulpa. You don't know what you want it to do, so why not create something, some sort of basic framework, empower it to a certain extent so it stays there, but then allow it to move through and accumulate more and more of a personality, right? If you've got a specific thing that you want to do, then my suggestion is you do go down the thought form kind of process of creating a synthetic spirit. So say you want a guard dog pet butler, which some people would call a fetch, but let's say, okay, what are the things that I want? I live alone, okay? I want someone or something, a spirit of some description to protect my property. But at the same time, I want to be able to give it basic magical tasks to go and do. Okay, I want it to be able to manipulate things. And I don't really want it to go off too far. So it has to be give, let off its leash. Okay, so what you would do is you first start to think, going through how do you see that working what form do you feel that that has to take or what form do you think it should take do you think it should take the form of a guard dog so it should be some sort of black dog or something like that 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 protects your property that can end up morphing hands is it like some weird lab fart where you're a fan of cats and you think I want to make a cat that has opposable thumbs because that symbolizes to me they can actually fucking do stuff and it can open doors and stuff like that. I mean, some cats can open doors, but I mean, you know, type a thousand, thousand words a minute type thing <laughs> on the keyboard. What is it you want it to do? Start thinking about that and then think about what sort of representative body it would have for that and maybe draw it and things will spring to mind, okay? And if you want a shape-shifting spirit, because you're like, well, I kind of like the dog idea, but at the same time, I think that it would be hilarious to have some sort of parrot thing that just 
chats, 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 and takes the notes like a secretary of all these spirits and things that are trying to get hold of me, but at the same time, I don't can't be bothered to deal with, you know? So it's like, why don't you make a shape-shifting spirit? How do you symbolize that? You know, all that sort of thing. Number one, decide what you want it to fucking do, okay? And then you start creating a astral body for it, designing the astral body for it, and then the astral body, you will find something to mirror it in the physical world, okay? And those two, like scales, should balance, and then you inject the energy into it, and something will pop out, something will start to manifest, and then you nurture it. You slowly feed it, you slowly give it more and more complicated tasks to do, okay? That would be my process. Now, we talked to Anyanka. She's doing something like that. I can't remember specifically what her egregore is supposed to do, but she's taken the perspective of really understanding the nurture process. She kind of has a rough idea of what she wants. She's got the physical body. She's got the astral body, but she understands, oh, when I birth this thing, it might be a guard dog, but if some higher level spirit decides to break into my house, it ain't really going to be powerful enough to stop that thing. All it's going to be able to do is shake, shake, uh, shake, um, chase away the old shadow person or something like that. Or maybe it might be a rope turn into a robotic vacuum cleaner and robotically vacuum up all of the shitty energy left over from all my spells. I'm not clearing up all of this sort of thing. You know, I'd love the idea of a robot egregore or robot tulpa or robot um bicentennial man or a vacuum cleaner type thing because very much when you're talking about these sorts of thought forms that witches tend to use familiars springs to mind now a lot of the time people talk about familiars as being given okay now let's have a little think about this familiars if you had a familiar, okay, or if you came in contact with a spirit that you thought was a witch's familiar, how could you tell whether that's a witch's familiar that was given to the witch by a spirit? How can you tell whether that familiar was just an egregore or a spirit form created by the witch? How can you tell whether it's not even a familiar, it's just a spirit that that witch seems to get on with? You know, all of these things. Familiars, where do they come from? Is a familiar just um a, a like a familiar that are associated with um a greater form so say a carte gives a familiar is that familiar just the bite-sized mini me version of a carte so is it the same energy except you're getting a a finger as opposed to a hand or is it actually that a carte herself has decided to, to create her own spirits or her own form slash egregores all that sort of thing understanding this and understanding what you're working with again where's the inspiration coming from what is the purpose of it now i've probably just spewed out a load of stuff which is starting to make people think oh fuck i've never thought of this before this is just answering even more questions and to this we say psychic development psychic surgery dissection and all that because if you can answer these questions you probably haven't got quite what it takes yet to make an egregore. So maybe stick with the thought form and tulpas and that kind of thing. Because if you're thinking about, okay, but 
how does that work? How do I understand whether someone's fetch or someone's familiar is a familiar and how am I talking about familiars? Bear in mind familiars is a concept that we get from academics, I think, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. devil gave it to me. It's a spirit. They get, the devil gave it to me. It's one you of know, those titles shit. that gets thrown around. Often like yeah. equigals. It's one yeah. of those that's been written far too many times in different contexts. Um, mm. I think at the end Werewolf of the day, familiars come, in all, <laughs> familiars all come in all those shapes and sizes. Mm. Um, you know, some would offer, you know, um, ho holy, um, what do you call it? Um, holy is totally the wrong word, but you know what I meant. Guardian the, angels. Not quite, but the, um, you know, a creatures seen with deities. Oh, um, uh, yeah. You know, emissaries is the word I was mm. after. Akate's um, dogs. Yeah. Can you tell the difference between <laughs> what is an emissary yeah. and actually, you know, some emissaries are often gifted um, to the point that actually you might, you know, in that situation, you are going to be dealing with one of Akate's hounds, that sort of thing, or, uh, you know, one of the Morrigan's reigns or something. Um, you know, those kind of gifts that are emissaries they are links to the whole um you know whereas actually when you're talking about yes some people's familiars are created um mm. in thought forms that are because they've wanted it so dearly um that kind of becomes kind of like tulpas in that sense um where they've put out this energy to create we're going back to the um kind of accidental magics um, and the poltergeist there um, but it obviously is that kind of concept of someone um, wanting something and throwing enough attention in the direction of something they want to happen um, mm. and then a, a, you know a <laughs> and I think this is where the confusions with um, your familiar is not your cat um, mm, comes God. from when you've got this kind of like at the same time um, an animal appears in life, mm. um, yeah. you know, in the physicality. And this is where the, the confusions will come because often those sorts of situations can end up with um, the accidental thought form taking over permanently um, the space in which um, an animal was. And like I said, some of these stories will be where, um, where certain stories about familiars have come from is that type of creation. Um, as a synchronicity I suppose is the best way to put that um, but yes and then obviously you have the imp you know the imp part uh, which is where all those come in um, where these are entirely synthetic forms that have been mm. gifted by various entities or earned is often is often the word that's thrown around with that I earned this by doing x y and z um, so yeah, so I suppose familiars you could cover all sorts of grounds um, there with mm. thought forms and accidental and intentional creation of helpers. Um, that was a word that a certain someone often uses, and I'm trying to think which one um, <laughs> likes to use uh, likes to use the word helpers, um, but obviously thinks of those often as spirits or thoughts that have been created and lent or supportive 
of your endeavors um whereas creating one from scratch um yeah like you said cm the safer option is from the ground up as a thought form um and when you're ready um i suppose and have enough of an understanding of how to create something from scratch um I'm wondering if we've oversimplified it in the way that we talk about it in the past and hopefully some of this right. has rectified that but you know where we kind of go you know make sure there's a kill switch and make sure this and make sure that these all need to be your considerations um because they're the bits that we tend to focus on um yeah on the basis that we would kind of be creating an ecogore for a specific purpose and then thinking actually i don't want it to evolve necessarily um you know or you've got a specific task in mind that its only job is to evolve around that specific task um so when we talk about rotations and kill switches and stuff we've probably made it seem like you, you know you can buy a kit um and build it like uh, you know um your like robot you're talking about um do we make it too much like buying those sea monkey kits where you I'm, just I'm add the water if, and a bit of sachet I'm powder if we have in kind of said you know because to us the only the, the only difficult part and i don't mean difficult to us the bit that gives gives consideration is that kind of breathing life what kind of mm. life do i actually want to breathe in this uh, is it an adaptable one or is this something that after after a few years will self-destruct um, because it's designed to do so? Like, you know, it's it's one of those that for, for us, I guess, who've been doing this for millennia, um, kind of think about the fact that actually we take those parts for granted. Um, so I kind of feel like, you know, that's kind of our fault. Um in the ways that we've described them before um but i guess we kind of assumed that <laughs> people would you know go with this subject and then contact us before they attempt well, to make, make them, the attempt them off. yeah um so okay you know, but um no clearly hasn't happened that way um any final kind of golden nuggets for it yeah, so there's one thing that I do really want to say. I'm not sure. And that is that we're we're on the Patreon. Therefore, everyone listening to this has a direct way of contacting us. And if they do or don't, I think most people on the Patreon do have fairly regular video calls with us and mentoring sessions and stuff. If you want to create an egregore top or some kind of synthetic soul or spirit or whatever it is, and you don't know what to do, okay? Why don't you reach out and talk to us about it? And then what we would do is we would then ask you questions and work with you to find out why you want to create it. Is this just a fun experiment? Do you have a specific need purpose? And then what we would do is we would offer and say, we recommend you go down this route. We recommend you go down the Tulpa route. We recommend you go down the Homoculi route. We recommend you go down the Egregore route. And then based on the route that you take, we'll be able to help you each step of the way, you know, and mentor you in the process, you know, because we can't 
put out a standard ritual that everyone can follow and make work. Because if we did that, it would be so fucking complicated. In fact, no, it wouldn't be complicated. What it would be is it would be quite simple and it would be like what's on a load of occult books and it would go way over your head and you wouldn't be able to do it just like in all of the occult books. And we tend to pride ourselves on giving you the information you actually need to get the job done. And we can only do that on an individual basis because all your egregores tulpas are going to be individually designed to do individual things. And we need to select how you go about creating them to go up that that means they'll be able to actually do those things to actually create that egregore spirit thing in the way that you understand with all of your abilities and if you can't and don't have the ability to do something we then need to work with you and say well actually you need to master this ability in order to get this far you know we need to go through the process of you're creating a basic thought form well it's mummy and daddy classes for the first six months of childbirth you know that sort of thing this is how you change a nappy this is how you do this this is how you do that individual basic you know basis this is why the old idea of the witches and magicians apprentice was such that when you get past a certain level things have to be taught to you on an individual basis so you fully understand there will be people listening that would not have understood anything we fucking said in this episode. There'll be other people listening that think they understand what we've said and don't. There'll be further still more people listening that have fully understand it and have already known all of this before they started. This is very difficult <laughs> when you're trying to put things out there for people where everyone has such a mixed ability and way of processing information that is super difficult. So egregore creation, homoculi, any of that sort of stuff, thought forms, tulpas, any of that, if you want to do it and you want assistance with it, reach out. The only way I'm prepared to deal with it is in an individual basis. If you're doing it as a coven, then fine, we'll work with your coven to do that because that does happen. But apart from that, if you were tuning in hoping that we would give you some bullshit formula, there are loads out there on the internet. You can download loads from sacred text. The reason you're in this situation is because you don't understand the formula. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, I think if we were to give out a formula, it would be misleading because it would give you, it would give you a version of something that has a ridiculous amount of possibilities. Um, mm. To kind of go back to the Keefe earlier and consider that to be, you know, the creme de la creme of mm. of incense creation. You have that kind of uh, the egregore, the perfect egregore or the homoculus. They are both examples that actually, when done right, um, have a signature like what I'm talking about, where if you were to meet one um, mm. and followed it to its source, you would be able to follow it to it based on its signature. Um, you know, yeah. something either of us would have would have created. Um, you know, if you were to ever meet them, you would know that that belonged to us. It it has the way in which you create life. Well, again, we need to be very careful here. Okay, what's that? Because. Which you was it created by? Would they be able to tell 
that was created by you if it happened to say for example you had a uh, created an egregore way back when to take advantage of certain i don't know groups of people and created a cult in a certain ancient empire and was the high priest of said cult and created a spirit that represented that cult, but you were the mastermind behind that. And then as time goes by, archeologists and like, like dig that up and think it's some sort of God or goddess, you know, and some people work with it because you've died, but that spirit of that egregore has lived on and now is believed to be an ancient God or goddess. Would they be able to trace that back? Cause I know there's an awful lot of people that probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I said, we're talking about kind of creme de la creme. So at the point mm. that you are talking about where you fully understand this process and are yeah. capable of doing it on on a done kind of moment, then yes, you would, I would hope, uh, in order to do it that successfully and create such a signature that actually there would be a way of tracking them back. Um mm even if it's down to the fact that Egregore just recognises you. Um, as the temporal schematic. Yeah, you, you can tell from various different things, but temporal schematic would be one. Um, what I was basically getting at was that when people say track back, what they're thinking of, oh, the black dog came to me, I'll follow and see what cave it goes back to. Oh, look, it went back to Chris's house, it must be his. Not like that. We're talking yes. about like dissection as where does the energy originate? Yeah. How long has it been in existence? Because I see a lot of people that ask and bump into spirits and they're like, where did this come from? How long has it been here? Is it, does it predate the universe? Is it post universe? Because yeah. they don't have the tools necessary to be able to kind of see that. Yeah. To use a different one of your metaphors, uh, what I'm talking about here is taking your fucking tree cutting it down the middle and uh, counting the rings. rings. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about doing and mm. counting the rings in order to actually, you know, tell you that, okay, it's been around this long. It came from here. It grows on these things. Those are the bad years. I can see that by how short that ring is, you know, kind of, this is what I'm talking about in that. I'm talking next level, uh, you know, take it apart potentially corrupt it um and send it back on its way um but yeah that's what that's what i'm talking about there it's this it was comparing it to that process of making the perfect kefi um it is that once you have really mastered um something like a gregor creation um that you are at that point where it is a signature dish Mm, yeah right is there anything else that we need to cover or are we calling it a day on this episode i don't know i think we i think we call it a day um because okay. I, hopefully we've given them lots of food for thought um and i think we'll probably end up doing a follow-up to this one because there'll be such a such a queue of questions um about it that therefore we'll have to do a follow-up um i think other if i drag it out any further it, it'll get so convoluted we'll be talking about deification um yeah. which is where my brain automatically starts to go after a while 
talking about egregores. So, see, I'm tempted to, as part of my witchcraft life blog, create a thought form that people can interact with and talk them through the process of how I made it. The thing that I don't like is that I know for a fact that what people will do is they'll try to follow in my footsteps. They'll try and say, ah, he's done this, this works. I know I've got first-hand experience of dealing with it. Um, I'm going to follow the same steps. I'm going to make mine different. I'm doing something slightly different, but I'm going to follow the same steps. And they're not understanding. They're still applying that copy and paste method to, ah, I can just do exactly what he does and change the name of it and change the face of it and all that sort of thing. And that's not essential because if I was to create a spirit, it needs to be capable of doing the jobs it's being designed to do, okay? So if I need it to be able to offensively attack my enemies on the astral plane, I am gonna be making sure that it has the capabilities to do that. If I design some kind of offensive, I don't know, like the Dracuna McCourty's Dracorum Sage and Stee, um, bed knobs and broomsticks, haunted fucking armor or something like that that goes and splays people open on the astral plane. If I created that and showed people my process for creating that, people would, I know, take that approach and say, well, I want to make something that protects my house or I want to make something that gives me the answers of this test or I want to make this. And they'll take the same fucking process. They'll try and make lasagna from a cherry bakewell recipe and they won't understand how it works. And this is what we're talking about. We're talking about egregore creation, tulpas, thought forms as cooking. But remember, there is a basis to cook. You know, it does reply, it does require ingredients and probably heat, you know, probably. I mean, you can go in recipe cookbooks and there's no fucking cooking. Things are left to set, you know, and that's all incorporated, hence where the homoculi come in, because that's how that works. Um, but I'm worried that someone's going to say, I've cooked lasagna, every meal is lasagna, because I don't understand, because I've only ever seen lasagna. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I know I mentioned lasagna well, a lot, but now I do about... like other meals apart from lasagna. Lady Poise will be listening and saying she really what does we're... have an issue with lasagna because he always orders that whenever I see him. Honestly, Lady Poison and the Dark Pastor, I do have more than just lasagna in my meals. <laughs> right, are you still there, or are we calling it a day? It's gone a bit glitchy now. No? Okay, right. In that case, that is it for this episode of the No Holes Bar Witchcraft podcast. I'm not entirely sure what we're calling this one. We did joke with calling it labour pains because of the idea of, oh, you're struggling or certain people are struggling to give birth to egregores and the like. Um, but there we go. So goodbye, everyone. And we'll see you in another.